Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life cast where we bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, insider secrets about all of your favorite stars. And now your host, former editor-in-chief of Cosmo, Glamour, and Us Weekly, the president and editor-in-chief of HollywoodLife.com, Bonnie Fuller. Hi guys. We are here with a fantastic show this week on our Hollywood Life podcast. We've got something kind of different. We're going to help you get a better body, especially better muscles. And so we are talking to Anthony and Pete from New York Muscle Radio, and they have got some pretty amazing tips for how you you can get the buff body and butt. Oh, if you want to have a Kim Kardashian butt... A Nicki Minaj butt, you know, one of those really, really firm, round, um, very kind of noticeably sexy and large butts, then they have given us tips so that you can have a beautiful, sexy bubble butt. But before we get to that, and also before we talk about Kim Kardashian, yes, yeah, speaking of Kim, Kim Kardashian and this terrifying robbery that she was involved in this week. She was actually held by five gunmen in a Paris apartment. She feared for her life. She thought she was going to be raped. And we've got all of the, all of the details about what went, what went down, inside scoop. Thank God she's okay. And then we are going to give you the latest on the Brangelina divorce and custody battle. But before we get to all that, I'm not alone here in my Hollywood Life podcast studio. I am here with our fashion editor, Katrina Mitsiliotis. I want to do something good for humanity. How about sterilization? I don't want to do this anymore. And my buttons, they don't feel nothing like steel. What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. You're a virgin who can't drive. Got some new cheering on there, Katrina. Thank you. I guess maybe that was my birthday was this week. So maybe some birthday Happy wishes. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> we won't embarrass you by asking what your age is. <laughs> I'm 31. It's okay. Oh, okay. And you're yeah. a married lady. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so much fun um, coming to work after your birthday because like the celebrations keep coming. I was yeah, off like, yesterday for my birthday. What about so. your treats? We haven't had treats yet. Oh, we did. We had McDonald's. You missed oh, it. Oh, I we had see. Fries. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if our if our uh, podcast guests would approve of my birthday treats. Well, I always look forward to a cupcake, but uh, <laughs> okay, if fries is Sorry. what you wanted. <laughs> but somebody who has been working out a lot and not eating fries, or did he eat the fries? 
Oh, he didn't eat the fries. And who inspired us to get the New York Muscle Radio guys in is our producer, Gino Orlandini. I take people's nightmares and turn them into dream realities. You are one pathetic loser. I know kung fu. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah, Bonnie, I'm just trying to get that Kardashian booty. So I, <laughs> so I had the guys from New York Muscle Radio in. Anthony and Pete, they were great. They were great. But um, they also made me extremely upset because I thought I was eating healthy and I found out I was eating two very bad things that are healthy but packed full of calories. Honestly, this is true. And I said this in the interview. They have literally changed my life. I found them on iTunes randomly because I was looking for a fitness podcast. I started taking their advice and it's completely, completely changed my body and like my workouts and everything. It's, it's amazing. Well, and so Gino's now got a bubble butt on each bicep. (laughs) (laughs) Nice look, Gino. It's a total of three bubble butts, Bonnie. I'll have to, after I'm done indulging in all my birthday treats, I'll have to follow their tips. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I tried for a few days, but um, I don't seem to be getting any smaller in the places that need to get smaller. And I <laughs> well, it takes more than three days, Bonnie. <laughs> I mean, you got to give it at least 12 weeks. <laughs> we all want instant results, but that's not really how it works. When you find the three-day plan, let me know. If you want, you want some in three days, maybe some steroids and then like a very, very good doctor, which is honestly, we know how that's how Kim did it. Let's be real. But. Well, you never Not know. Not the steroids part, but no, she I talked about working out. Yeah, she worked out. I think she did. You know, she talked about, you know, she did some some procedures, some cool sculpting, some non-invasive stuff. But she also put in the work at the gym. So I think it was a little bit of both in her case. I want that cool sculpting. That looks dope. I heard it's really painful, though. Wait, what? Cool sculpting. What's sculpting. that? What is it's cool? like, it's sculpting. basically, it's kind of like a laser treatment, I think, that sort of zaps fat off your troubled areas in your body. I want it. Um, it's people particularly I like need- to use it for their abs, or some women like to use it under their armpits, um, where they get a little. Oh, that little, yeah, or like that your little thighs. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm trying to think, think where you else. You can like, kind of do it anywhere. Your back, yeah. I yeah, need yeah, to find fat. who does that. It, I've tried everything. It's else. like it's like everywhere now. It's blowing up. So. Yeah, very okay, like well, any dermatologist. Sounds like we need to have a Hollywood Life investigation into oh, that. Into the school cool yes, sculpting. Yes, into yeah. cool sculpting, and I'm going to have to be the guinea pig. <laughs> or if you want to do it the really hard way, just listen to the podcast, and we'll show you how to do it in the gym. But you know, to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do both, Gino. Okay, but before we get to that, is this crush time? Uh, let's remind people that we could really use a uh, subscribe and a rating on iTunes, right, Bonnie? That's right. We love it when you subscribe and you download our podcast. And also, if you give us a rating, and it would be really nice if you'd give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. We love hearing what you guys think about our podcast. Yeah, we actually have a new review. Yay! <laughs> Here we go, guys. This is um, from a listener named I Run Every Day. So, oh, she might like this podcast today. Yeah. yeah, so I run every day. This one is definitely for you. And she's, uh, she gave us four stars, so she does have a little bit of okay. criticism. Okay. Which is you, which That's is, fair. This That's is what fair. we've asked for. Like, we need some constructive feedback. She says, I have listened to this podcast for a long time and really like it. Aww. I listen while I run and like Hollywood Life gossip part of it, but I don't care for the long intros and Bonnie's political views. <laughs> the reason Sorry. I listen to Hollywood Life is sometimes I enjoy mindless entertainment and if I wanted political views, I would probably choose Hollywood 
political commentary. So, okay. I mean... Uh, okay, that's fair. We'll I, keep running and listening. I run every day. You know what? I'm with you. I'm not I'm not one for the <laughs> politics. I think we should stick to our lane. But, you know, you know. Yeah, to be fair, you know, the election is coming up. So definitely, you know. We cover news. You yeah. know, it's like we do more than gossip. We, d- we cover news here. So it's going to come up a little bit. But I think yeah. we could keep it to a dull roar for I run every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, that's enough on that. I mean, I run it every day. Also wants us to keep it short on these intros. So let's quickly get to our <laughs> crushes. At Katrina CM on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. What are you crushing on this week? I am crushing on Gigi Hadid because she is just looking amazing in Paris for Fashion Week. She's just taking the runway by storm every day, another runway. She's probably one of the hardest working models right now in the business. And I just love seeing her. And when she's not on the runway, she's usually in the front row with Zane. And they are such a cute couple. Yeah, goals. I love how Zane also is very supportive. He's yeah. So, they're actually both very supportive of each other they've been so public lately like yeah. so many instagrams so so happy so much pda other. yeah i love it uh goals right there yeah uh great that's fine well if you want more of katrina's crushes you can follow her on snapchat instagram and twitter, twitter. at katrina cm but that yeah. brings us to at bonnie fuller or at bonnie underscore fuller on instagram bonnie what is your crush well i actually have an anti-crush today and um i run every day don't worry it's not political but it is about Angelina. I am not happy with what Angelina is doing in this divorce battle. I just don't think it's right to have, I mean, listen, the marriage may not have been good. She may have been ready for a divorce, but I don't understand why she needed to blindside Brad, why this couldn't be something that they worked out amicably, why she feels the need (laughs) to amicably, (laughs) we say things different in Canada, you know that. So also why she feels the need to try and get sole physical custody of the kids. He loves those kids. There's six kids. That's hard for any person to raise on their own. So I've got kids. And even if I was not happy with my husband, my priority would be that my kids are happy and secure and feel safe and know that they've got both their parents. So I'm not, I'm not crushing on Angie. Wow, I'm an anti-crush. Wow, slammed. Dad Pitt. Bring bring back Dad Pitt. I'm there. I'm on the anti-crush Angie train. Wow. Team, it's all Team Brad in here. Because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously Team Brad. Well, it's not so much that I'm Team Brad. I'm just not, i just not into this kind of like warrior-like stance when there's children involved in a divorce. And it doesn't sound like what he's done is is so terrible that it deserves to be treated that way. Wow, that is a wow, that's an intense one, Bonnie. Okay, um, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit for my crush and for my crushes. You can follow me at Gino Orlandini on Instagram and Twitter and that old Snapchat. And uh, one of you did this week, so that was really nice. <laughs> I, I, who's that? I don't know. Someone <laughs> like one? Yeah. someone on um, Snapchat followed me who I wasn't familiar with, and they do great snaps. So um, I'm, and and how do you know that they came to you through the podcast? Good question. Because they're just like someone I don't know, so I don't know who else would be like hitting me up on Snapchat. But. Um, Anyway, my crush, Katrina, we were talking about this a little bit before, is the new Amanda Knox documentary on Netflix. It is freaking incredible. And I'm kind of crushing on Rob Blackhurst and Brian McGinn, who are the directors. I mean, this thing is like, it looks amazing. It's so well told. 
And for me, the most, I mean, we all followed the, I'm sure yeah. you guys followed the Matt I and totally Knox. followed it, yeah. Katrina is like obsessed with it. It was, as you said earlier, an utter witch hunt that was, I'm not one for like to bring up social justice a ton, but man, this case against her was purely built on pure sexism. It was yeah. so disgusting how she was like painted as this, as this villain, the Foxy Noxy, just because she was an attractive young woman. Yeah, just because an she's American hot. young yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. And she the entire case against her was just like the lead prosecutor and the cops looking at her and being like, I don't like her. They had no evidence. Yeah. The evidence that they did have turned out to all be fake. It was just the most but the biggest um the person who was most incriminated as the true villain of this documentary was this reporter for the Daily Mail named Nick Pisa, who was there yeah. on the ground as the story broke. Oh, yeah, I've seen his byline and, in the Daily yeah. Mail. And he and he was the one who was there getting all the all the scoop from the cops and from the courthouse and releasing all this information about how this was like a sex game gone wrong and how Amanda Knox like convinced these two people to kill her roommate, all of which was like utter made up, like utterly made up by the prosecution. She's been cleared by the Italian Supreme Court and vindicated. And he said in this documentary, like he literally said this to the camera, he turns to the camera and he says, well, what am I going to do? Like, check the source, get a second source on this and check my facts. Someone else will beat me to the headline that I can't do that. Like, oh, nice. So because he didn't want to get a second source or double check anything, she went to jail for four years. It's yeah. really interesting, too, when he says, you know, when they did catch, there's a man in jail now whose DNA was all over the crime scene. Rudy, Gu I, Ru Rudy I don't know Guide, how to say. Yeah. His name is. Um, when they caught him and the journalist says, you know, we, we reported on it, but people didn't care. Like it wasn't as sexy of a story. People, their interest wasn't around him. So it just went right back to you Amanda. Know what, but, you know, that, that happens when people get on these bandwagons. Yeah. They don't care about evidence. They only care that they're caught up. They just believe. It's what, like yeah. believing in conspiracy once, theories. They once, don't care about evidence. It becomes entertainment yeah. and it's someone's, right. you know, the fate. Real life. The, the, yeah. The fate one, of their lives. Once the Amanda became the story, you can really see this, is that the story completely left the realm of like justice or facts. Yeah. And then she became a commodity and they had to keep on getting stories about her. And, and she became this tabloid sensation that was utterly disconnected with anything real that happened. It you was should, crazy. If, and people out there who like the documentary, I highly recommend reading her book um, because a lot of it goes into detailing there and just how the the their justice system is so different and you know you know no justice system every justice system is flawed of course you know we see that here too but it's just so insane what she went through over there when she was in jail they told her she was hiv positive the guards and stuff it's really oh. crazy they touch on it in the documentary but the book really goes into detail and that's of, of course before there was very good treatment too or yeah. they probably were denying her the drugs well she well, no no she i mean it. she was a kid she, this is when they were trying to like elicit her confession oh, as they I, told yeah. her that she had aids and that they made her take tests in jail and they were like oh you're hiv positive <gasps> and in her diaries she just like loses it because she's like she didn't know they let this go on for a while, you know, oh, the poor thing. just telling her whatever they wanted to. So it's yeah. crazy. So they my, tortured her. Yeah. Yeah. So my crush there is the directors of the documentary who did such a brilliant job. Amanda Knox herself, who is such a hero. And then I, if I'm going to follow Bonnie's lead, my anti-crush is Nick Pisa. 
who is such a villain in this story and who whose Twitter is on pr- uh, private right now, I'm sure because he just got an influx of like absolute and hate. And I think so. he still works for the Daily Mail. I'm sure I've seen his byline recently. Yeah. He is, I mean, the, the, How do you live with yourself? I could never live he with was, myself. The, the interesting thing about him is like he that. was totally unaware of what he had done because he yeah. admitted all these like underhanded terrible things he did and he thought they were all kind of fine. Like he was, he's kind of the hero of his own story as all villains are and yeah. was just unaware of what, what a scumbag he came off as. He's a, he was just working closely with the police and taking you know I don't think at the time I don't think he realized that the story was becoming you know, you know how what the police used yeah. him then exactly yeah it, it was all very he disgusting he was used too anyway but let's get to news uh, for the for our runner so we don't go, go on <laughs> go on too long about this um, but uh, yeah so I want to actually I'm just going to go out with uh, The weekend and Daft Punk's new song Starboy I love that we'll be right back I quickly just want to say you can find the weekend's new song Starboy on his new album. It's available on iTunes and on uh, Pandora and everywhere you get your music. It's, it's such a jam. So shout out to the weekend. But uh, Bonnie, we have a lot of big news to get to. Do we not? We sure do. Yes. So let's start right away with talking about Kim Kardashian. So Kim Kardashian had the most terrifying experience this uh, this past week. She was in Paris. She was there for the couture shows. I'm sure that you saw all of the photos of her in her crazy, sexy outfits out at the Paris fashion shows. They were on Hollywood Life. We had them all. She was showing off her cleavage. She was showing off her crotch. She had this lacy, completely see-through jumpsuit that just had the barest, tiniest covering on the middle of her crotch. I mean, it was the wildest thing I've ever seen in public. And um, she was, so I think it was Sunday night. She was alone in the apartment. It was 2.30 in the morning. She was asleep. Her sister, Courtney and Kendall, had gone out to a club. A friend of hers was staying with her, but it turned out this was a really big apartment, like this super exclusive, gorgeous apartment. Two floors. That, yeah. And so her friend was on the bottom floor in a bedroom. She's asleep. She wakes up at 2.30 in the morning. I think there was hammering on the door. Yeah, she And she says went to the door. She was wearing just a robe, and she saw... Actually, you know, what happened was she saw these men coming in, one dressed as a police officer, um, and she rolled onto the floor and got her phone to call her bodyguard, who was out with her sisters. And before she could make the fall, the guys were over... Um, tying her rips, wrists and ankles with zip ties, threw her in the bathtub. They, she couldn't make out what they were saying. They were only speaking French, but the they words she did make on, out. So yeah. she couldn't see any faces, which is a good thing yeah. because these guys wouldn't want to be identified. That would be dangerous to her. She kept, They kept saying ring, ring, and she knew they were talking about her new diamond ring from Kanye. It looks very close to her engagement ring. He's given it to her a couple months ago. We've been writing about it. She's been showing it off on social media. it's a $4.5 million dollar ring that she's been wearing around Paris and showing off on her Instagram and so they they gagged she started begging 
for yeah. her life. She said, she said, I've got babies. Please don't kill me. I've got babies. And so they gagged her. They, they covered her mouth, I yeah. guess, in tape. And so that, that they wouldn't have to listen to her. And they locked her in the bathroom or yeah. they closed the door. If it was locked, I'm not sure how she would get out. But they closed the door and left her in the bathroom. And they found this ring. Yeah. And they also found another jewelry box that had More other... Money. Yeah, that had and other what? jewels. Apparently, it was about $11 million worth of jewelry. But here's the thing. Also, they had... Now, they got in, apparently... By coming in the front, and I guess because they were dressed like police, the concierge, who's like the doorman, there was mm-hmm. only one concierge or doorman on duty at that time, and he let them in, and once they got in, they tied him up, or they put him in handcuffs, and they had a gun to his head, and so they got him to let them into yeah. Kim's apartment. That's how they got in, and apparently Kim... Um, saw the concierge and she asked, she said to him, are we going to die? Yeah. Like, it's so heartbreaking. And he was in the apartment with her the entire time yeah, that cuffed. this was going on. And handcuffs. she said he was very calm. And um, afterwards they de- they deposited him like in a floorboard in the cupboard under the stairs. They locked him in there when they left. So another, oh, so sorry. <laughs> another wrinkle that has come out to the story today that Team Z is reporting is that there, as you were saying, that it was the concierge who actually let That's the right, armed let robbers in. into yeah. the apartment. And the original story was that uh, these guys had somehow got into the apartment and then they had tied up the concierge and like left him where he was, like in a stairwell or something. And then they had broken into Kim's place. But apparently, obviously, this concierge was in there with him. Now, it was a bit of a coincidence, or maybe too much of a coincidence, that her bodyguard, this guy Duvier, was not there. He's the guy you always see in Kim's photos. Right. He's, he, he's like all Pascal, over her. Pascal, yeah. Pascal Duvier, yeah. He's all over her Instagram. She even comments sometimes, like, this guy's always in my photos. Like, he's always all up in her video. He was the guy who swooped in, I think, and, and when that guy tried to kiss her butt the other day. Right, and knocked him out of the way. But he was out with the Courtney and Kendall. Now, here's the, the thing, is that everybody's wondering, why did Kim only have one bodyguard? Why was she left alone? Like, why did they have one bodyguard they were all sharing? And why would the bodyguard leave her alone in an apartment with $11 million worth of jewelry? Like, it's just not good protocol. Now, Hollywood Life has talked to some security experts, like expert bodyguards, and they have just been, like, trashing um, the the security plan for Kim in saying that there was no proper security plan that a celebrity of her fame and caliber should always have a team and a minimum of three security guards or bodyguards with her at all times who like basically 24 hour bodyguards and that these should be guys who are ex-military ex-seals um, like really really top-notch guys that know a lot about security and about weapons and about protection and that are well-trained in security instead of somebody like Pascal, who is more of an amateur. Well, what I should say is this has sort of brought the coincidence of Pascal not being there obviously has started like all yeah. of the, the conspiracy talk today. And um, it's interesting. TMZ was sort of seemed to be floating the idea that the concierge was like in on it because of course He's the one who let the guys into the apartment. And they also made it sound a bit suspicious that he was so calm when Kim said, are right, we yeah. going to die? Then he responds very, very calmly. I don't know. Like as if he wasn't so surprised to be in the situation. I mean, this is one of those things where like 
a horrible accusation is being made against this guy under like really no evidence, but it points to a larger question of was there someone inside this yeah. operation who let these guys know that there was no security on the premise because they'd struck Look, at the exact yeah. right time. I mean, time. it has to be, there has to be some, this isn't inside, like Kim was obviously targeted by someone who had worked for her, someone who knows the inner inners and out inner workings of her system. Like the people came in, they knew exactly what they were there for. It was obviously highly organized if they were dressed as police and there were and five guys. they seemed to know where to go. Exactly. Too. And the whole thing took only, I think six like six minutes. minutes. Yeah, so it all happened within six minutes. They were there for one reason, you know, like, and that was to get that ring and whatever else they could so it obviously you okay. know and apparently pascal came back only two minutes after the guys had well, already made their escape as soon as she, so yeah so they took her phone as well her friend downstairs though heard the commotion upstairs and called pascal. locked herself in her bathroom and called pascal and courtney telling them you know you got to get back here and they arrived back at the hotel two minutes after they had left which is also sort of suspicious because where was the club was it really just two minutes away and i mean paris has traffic even at 2 30 yeah. in the morning so that's all i don't buy that they could get there that fast like it's get true. out i of, didn't think of that get out of the middle of a nightclub how yeah. did he even hear his phone like get out of the middle of a yeah. nightclub get to their Text car Ryan. get across it's town true. it's so they it must have taken longer but also why didn't her friend call 911 or the police well that to me doesn't seem weird because I don't know what's the what's yeah, the Parisian version of 911 exactly I'm and if sure. you don't speak French like maybe you know the, my first instinct would be to call the person who's hired to protect me you know and then they could take it from there I, I kind of understand that and when Kim came back to New York after this, of course, Kanye was doing a show when this when he found out about this yeah. and someone came on stage. There's a video of someone coming on stage telling him about this. He's performing in New York and just tells the audience, yeah. family emergency, I got to go. And people are just like, what? But he just walks off stage and then Kim and flew back. And you know back. what? It was, it was the Meadows, which is yeah. in New Jersey. Mm, oh, New Jersey, and, okay. And, and my son, Sasha, a whole bunch of his friends, or in Queens, sorry. Yeah. A bunch of his friends were actually at that show. Yeah, he was and, headlining. Yeah, and they, they went to see Kanye, and they were so disappointed that he left halfway <laughs> Pablo, through. Pablo, where are you going? I know, and yeah. they're like, what happened? And they had no idea, of course, until yeah. the next day what had happened. And then when but Kim... The, they were all these... Like kids, yeah, of my, course. My town, yeah, it's amazing. And then when Kim came back to New York, of course, she had like an incredible show for us. She had about thirty bodyguards with her. Oh, there like was a motorcade, many, many, like many cars. Yeah, it totally was. But I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, there's going to be a lot of changes in Kim and Kanye's mm -hmm. life because clearly they were underprotected. They weren't. They were not aware of how grave a danger that they were in. Yeah, and they they got to realize that they're so high profile that yeah. they're not it's not just fans that are watching them. However, you know, when I when I also talked about this um, uh, with some other security experts, they just were shocked that even the fact that they were in Paris, which has been a terrorist target, that they would have that little security. Like yeah. even though they weren't staying at a, uh, a hotel sort of that was known to have Americans, just that the city has been a target. Well, that's what I wonder, too. Like, I find it hard to believe that Kendall doesn't have her own staff because we've seen her out with her own bodyguard. And, you know, she's there working, so she's bouncing around on her own agenda. It's not like they're always, you know what I mean, staying the same place, keeping the same schedules, coming and going. So I'm surprised. Like, I wonder why her Kim's bodyguard was out with the girls that night, right. you know? Let me bring up another issue, too, that I, was kind of troubling me. I don't want to sound like I'm blaming the victim here, but... um. What, Gina. what do you think the utility is of 
traveling with 10 million in jewels to Paris. Now, I know she's got a wedding ring on and, and that's the bulk. It's like a $4.5 million wedding yeah, ring. Yeah, the other wedding jewelry. ring, it's, it's just a gift. It's not even yeah. an engagement okay. ring. Okay, well then she doesn't need to be wearing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to travel with 10 million in jewels, you are going to have a target on your back because obviously that's the amount of money that would motivate someone to pull off a highly orchestrated well, attack. Think about like, it. Like, but think, think about, about when celebrities she- travel. Like, if you're going to something like a fashion week, they could be borrowing the jewelry too. You know what I mean? And you could either be borrowing Borrowing it from places in France, or you could be, you know, a stylist could be right. bringing it over but with also, you when you go on promotional tours. These celebrities wear things on the red carpet that are cost know, a lot of money guess, around the world. Guess what? When you borrow jewelry, like yeah. a, a, we've done stories on um, jewelers who lend ex- really expensive jewels. They usually send security with the yeah, jewels to the red carpet. Like you, we don't see this at the yeah, Oscars. You don't see right. the security people in the picture. Yeah, you're not taking but it back to your those, apartment. A lot of those yeah. places that lend jewelry, they send a security person who is there on the red carpet, sort of in place to make yeah. sure that the jewels are being watched. And when I've done photo shoots where we've borrowed expensive jeweler jewelry. There is always, there's been, we've either had to hire our own security or the jewels have come with a security person. Like it's, you don't just walk around with these kind of expensive jewels. When you think about it, like Kim, well, she's flying on a private plane, so she's not going through normal airport security. So I guess she can just wear her jewelry. But can you imagine like going through security (laughs) and having to take off your $4.5 million ring to put it through this, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the no. metal detector machine. Um, I mean, you know, jewelry companies, they have like what's Brinks trucks transporting yeah. jewelry that that's, that is that expensive. The biggest issue this story has raised for me is, is whether people say jewelry or jewelry. Which is, <laughs> it's really the dividing line. That's, but, you know, this, this just happened to Drake as well. He was like, I think, performing in New York as well. And someone took three million worth of jewels off of his bus. I guess I don't know sure if it totally belonged to him, but it was like uh, allegedly belonged to some DJ and his entourage. I'm not sure of the details, but it was this giant theft. And I think the man was arrested. So, like, I just there's this thing out there where people are thinking it's okay to travel right, they're with very this careless mo- like you're just leaving fair- three million worth of jewels right. in your bus i mean would you feel comfortable traveling with uh, with 11 million dollars of cash in your you know like that yeah. would make just as much little sense right it just this isn't a safe thing to do and, and uh, again this is not kim's fault but when you're as famous as she is like you're putting an even bigger target on your back i think by 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 being so iced out you know right but you and you actually um, designer, famous designer, Karl Lagerfeld, who designs um, for Chanel and does his own collection. He just shot Kim and Kanye for Bazaar. Right. He just shot them. But he actually went on social media and said, and kind of pointed a finger at Kim and said that you shouldn't display your wealth so much. You're making yourself a target. But, you know, I don't like to blame the victim at all. And I think yeah. that Kim went through, I mean, just the most terrifying experience. She must be suffering from like traumatic stress afterwards. Apparently... When she got back to New York, because the next day she was interviewed by the police and investigators. And then as soon as she was done, she hopped on a plane and got back to New York where Kanye was. And apparently she hasn't even been seen out since she got to wherever they're staying here in New York. And and she cried on and off for the first day, like just nonstop. And I understand that she having a think about that, having a gun held to her head. 
and yeah, five it's gunmen. Terrifying. She must have thought that she was going and to die. It's I think just it's terrifying. You have to remember too. You know, Kim is constantly surrounded by people, whether it be you know a crew from E or you know their entourage, their makeup artists, like their family. You know, Kim's so used to always being around people. I think the fact that this happened and she was you know one vulnerable in bed in a robe, and then you have a gun to your head. Like, how traumatic is that for someone to be? You know, that person came in at right that time when she was all alone. That's and really. She was going to be raped yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true too. She said she thought she feared they were going to rape her, which right. is so, it's terrifying. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she had no idea why they were there in the first place to kill right. her, to rape her, to, you know, fortunately, they just wanted money. You know, yeah. that's like the best case scenario yes. in this situation. Exactly. Like, because, you know, who cares about your jewels? You're yeah. fine. Like, you're safe. And that's all that Kanye cares about. So that's what we've heard. Kanye only cares about the fact that Kim is safe. He could, ki- he could, you know, give a hoot about yeah. the, the lost ring and the, the value of it. He wants to just get her another ring and she doesn't she want doesn't another want ring. Yeah, she's if I was her, I wouldn't herself. want another ring either. I don't blame her. No, I just, I feel bad too though because I understand like, yes, the Kardashians, they're constantly like showing off what they have on Instagram and this and that and Snapchat, but I don't think, you know, I just can't, I can't just, you know what I mean? I don't think anything justifies. I think it's terrible, exactly, you can't that blame people the say that, you know? I just feel terrible for her. Well, no, I'm certainly not blaming the victim. I'm just going forward for her own safety. I think it would be a smarter move to have this stuff lockbox somewhere else. Like, don't don't travel like this. And I think that should go for everyone. Like, it's a dangerous world, and people are obviously motivated to do this. I wanted to mention one more aspect of the story that really upset me. Um, when we did our first video about this, right when the and when the news broke, all of the comments and even on subsequent days were like, "Oh, this is fake. Kim is faking this yeah, for publicity. Know, this is a conspiracy. The, the Chris Jenner probably organized this. I mean, the f- sentiment from at least commenters crazy. and the public, and even on Twitter, I just saw so much of this was just this like really dumb, paranoid, like know nothing, low information voter style, like paranoia and conspiracy thinking, and it's just like. You know, I was asked so about unfair. it too when I did television and it's just it um, when I was talking about it on television it just boggles my mind because you know I understand like it just is people just love to I think any opportunity to really lash out on the Kardashians because like yes I understand you think like there's all these smoke and mirrors but at the end of the day like I don't think being held at gunpoint no. look at what happened with Ryan Lochte I don't think anyone's gonna you know exaggerate a story like this and you also have to look at them okay you want to say they're motivated by money Kanye left a show he was headlining he had to cancel his next stop in Philly like He's had to yeah reschedule Kendall had to come back dates. from Paris Fashion Week like why would they go to all this great trouble during a time that's very busy for them to do this it just doesn't make sense Oh, yeah, no, I other, don't believe it at all. I don't other, believe that this is any kind no. of a, a publicity stunt. You know, it's uh, if anything, like something like this should, you know, I, I would think it would evoke more hum- humanity in people because I think anyone at the end of the day could understand how terrifying it would be to have someone screaming at you in a foreign language with a gun to your head. It's, exactly. And yeah. also I like the cynicism that that people are just like making things up. I mean, people are just much too. Um, prone to believe conspiracy theories yeah. Yeah, in was, general. That was my today. point. P- yeah. People are mistaking um, cynicism for skepticism. They think they're being skeptical and they're just being dumb and cynical. And it's just not, it's not I a mean, good, they're real people at the end of the day. You know, that's what I think is easy to forget you know behind also, a computer we have screen. To say at Hollywood Life, we've met Kim several times and she is so lovely yeah. and such a pleasure to talk to and to work with. And 
she's really a nice person, despite the fact that she's become so famous and so yeah. wealthy so professional and successful. Too. She's a pro and she's a lovely girl. And so, and she would never I, I conceive of doing something like this. So we just wish her well. Now, one thing though, that just before we move on to Brangelina, um, that's sort of really interesting is that her bodyguard who was not there, Pascal, apparently yes. he filed for bankruptcy 10 weeks ago. Yeah. Whoa. And he's over a million dollars. And he happened debt, to not so. be there at the time. So yeah, I could, I 1. Could see. $1.2 million in debt. So this is how police look at things is like, they look for motive first, exactly. right? They, they look for two things, opportunity and motive. Like he had the opportunity because he's close to her and he had motive because he's he in knew his schedule. He's in he financial trouble schedule. right now. I'm not, that's, that's not to say he had anything to do with this, but like, obviously he'll be a person of interest as they say they're also describing the concierge as a quote key witness obviously you know so um because we should point out whoever did this is still at large they haven't right. caught them well and here one final thing they're clearly pros at stealing jewelry and we've looked into this at hollywood life like how would they dispose of this ring it's not that easy to get rid of a 4.5 million dollar ring no it's jewels it's so like noticeable. that are are known like that that is not um it's a jewel first of all apparently there's an inscription like with a serial number it that's inscribed on the back of it somewhere very very small like there's a way of identifying this diamond oh of course because the bigger when you like, get diamonds, take it to a yeah. diamond broker and no. sell it because you know diamonds come in all grades and classes and especially mm. the bigger you go the more rare these stones are so there's less of them in the world so they're more identifiable it's not like you're taking you know a one carat loose right. diamond somewhere but chances are this will just fall in the hands of you know Probably someone, an international, you know, type of person. Yeah. Well, it, it so what we heard is either it'll be broken up into smaller stones, which should make it easier to sell what because it's going to be less identifiable, but it will have less value because it's broken yeah. into yeah, smaller it's, it's stones. Certainly not $4.5 million street value. It's right. Like, it's a big difference. It's whatever they can get for it. Right. And then, or it'll be sold, you know, somewhere in the world where there's, where, there could be a black market that would be less scrutinized. The value for big stones like this and jewels like this is that it's an easy way to transport money across mm -hmm. like the state lines or across different countries instead of cash. So it, like the black market for like the drug trade or somewhere like this is something where a big jewel would be valuable to tra yeah. to do transactions. But um, it's hard to say. Anyway, it's not going to be that easy for them to get rid of it, so it may turn up. It may be recovered. Not that Kim really cares that much. She's just thankful yeah. to be alive. But it'll be help. It'll help in identifying, you know, finding these people. That's right. So exactly. Far they finding the, the the crew, the five member yeah. crew, or accomplices. And uh, there's a chance these people were hired too. You know, so we have to think about who's behind this. It's not necessarily one of those guys who you know was behind the crime. Yeah. Right. All I'm right. always curious as to how these people like. How do these guys learn, get trained in stealing jewels? Like, how big of a trade is that? <laughs> Must be a trade school somewhere in Paris. Who knows? <laughs> well, from from a missing wedding ring to a marriage on the rocks or worse. Oh, that's right. Our, yeah. theor our theme today is rocks of different types. Yeah. Let's, Brad and Angie, obviously, they've split. There's a battle over the kids. And we have the latest, right, Bonnie? I mean, it's, okay. just, it's gotten ugly it's, and then uglier. It, well, it started ugly because Angelina, when she filed for divorce a minute before the closing of the courthouse and blindsided Brad, um, asked for sole physical custody of the six children, which means she wanted to have the children live with her, not with Brad, and him to just get visitation. Subsequently, the next day, someone reported Brad 
to the De California Department of Children and Family Services and said that he had been physically abusive to Maddox, the oldest son, who's 15. Now, Brad is completely, his team has completely denied those charges. And um, he is apparently, from our, what our sources tell us, is absolutely determined to fight to get joint physical custody. His children are everything. Meanwhile, Angelina whisked the kids away to a hideout in Malibu. She had thought about the divorce clearly for a while and had rented in advance an $85,000 a month, or is it $95,000 a month, um, Malibu compound. And she's had the kids with her. And Brad and, and she have now hammered out an initial three-week um, interim agreement. And so he's going to be allowed to see the kids, but with like a, sub a supervised visit and he is submitting to random drug and alcohol testing, which he did voluntarily. Well, so, uh, we, we also hear that he is not happy about that, though. The fact that he has to be supervised to right. see his own kids. And that, yes, he has agreed to this drug and al alcohol Just testing. Just because he wants to see his children. Yeah, because he loves his kids, but he is pissed. I don't blame him for being pissed. He's devastated and pissed because he still loves Angelina. He never, he did not want a divorce. He wanted to work on their problems. And um, he had no idea that she was going to do this. That was the, my biggest surprise in the reporting that came out this week was that he was this blindsided. Like, we know the filing blindsided him, but I... I was surprised to hear that he feels like he still loves Angie, and we also got reporting that he, he could never see himself getting married again. He really thought this would be the last relationship he was ever in. Obviously, that is, is no longer true. So it's it seems no, like... No, no, right now, that's what he feels. He feels he'll never marry again. Yeah. She's the love of his life. He's not, he's not even going to love anybody again. That's how he's feeling right now. It's, it's so interesting. It's, really, it's very sad. But like I said before, I don't agree with the scorched earth policy. I understand that Angelina apparently felt like they had very different parenting styles, that she believed in never raising your voice to children, never disciplining them, letting them be free, letting them make their own decisions. But that meant, you know, they could eat whenever they wanted. They could stay up whenever they wanted. Like no sense necessarily of structure. And Brad apparently is much stricter, and he's the one who does the disciplining. And he, when the kids are getting out of hand or being wild, being polite, being rude, he would yell sometimes. And so she did not believe that his parenting style, um, you know, was conducive to the was in the best interest of the children, and she didn't agree with it. But to me, these are things you just you work out with your mate. You compromise. You sit down with a family therapist. You talk about it. Like you don't just throw in the towel. We're for six kids. You know, I had a yeah. I had a tough dad, and um, and I had a lot of friends who didn't have a tough dad. So I, you know, at my house, like my dad definitely demanded respect, and if I got out of line, he was going to yell at me, and and um, and it was going to be probably pretty scary for me, and. You know, and my house was always very like orderly. I had a brother. We're both very rambunctious and stuff. But um, my dad definitely kept us in line and made us respect him and definitely made us respect our mother. And we weren't allowed to talk back. We couldn't swear to our parents. And I would go to some of my friends' houses and, my, and they'd be like, fuck you, mom, and everything. Like, right, you know, like Whoa. you've oh. seen these families, like the fuck you, mom, parent, kids, you know, and they could just get away with it. And the parents are just like, whatever. And they don't really care, you know. And I don't so, think that's doing their kids yeah. a favor at all. So, and I'm not saying that that's the... 
yin and yang with Brad and Angie, but I could see Brad being more of a like an authoritarian, like old school right. well, father. He grew, he grew up in the Midwest. He had a very traditional upbringing, a more conservative family, whereas Angelina was more a wild child. I mean, yeah, I said this last week. I think there's obviously more going on. It doesn't add up to me. And I also don't buy... I don't know. I understand you want to be a concerned mother, but I don't believe I'm, I'm not buying that Angie's just doing what she thinks she has to for these children, because I agree with you, Bonnie. You know, the best thing for these children is more stability and, you know, having both of their parents in their lives. And, you know, if Brad did something so terrible, I don't think this would be, you know, we would have. I don't know. Do you I'm guys, not buying it. Did you guys see today that and I think um, it's I think it's selfish of her too because they're you know they're in they're younger they're in their developmental stages and that's not in their best interest right well, now. They need it just both seems selfish. Children, children need both their parents. They need their mommy and their daddy, and they love both their parents. And regardless of what happens, they shouldn't be used in this divorce as tokens, you right, know? or as pawns. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know, children need want both their parents. They want their parents to stay together. Maybe Angelina fell out of love with Brad and she absolutely felt like she didn't want to live with him anymore. Okay, that's fine. But you can you then work things out and put the children's needs first and that doesn't mean you know insisting that your partner that the children's father only gets, you know, a rare visitation and that you get full physical custody. Did you guys see today that the production company for Allied released another trailer of, oh, for, no. for this film? Okay. And it's like, yeah. it's like the steamy sex scene between Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. It's been getting headlines all day. Yeah. About how hot this scene is. It's like they are really, really cashing in. Poor Marion. I know. But, you know, I mean, I think now no one has any doubts that that actually happened, you know, and they're, they're just doing their jobs. They're actors and they filmed a movie, so... So I, you know, apparently Angelina's endgame is that she wants to move to London, and so she wanted to be able to take the children with her, and that's why she applied for sole physical custody. I mean, you don't always get what you want, you know what I mean? Right. So you have to do what's best for them and what's best for everyone involved. Right. And even with that said, and even with this allegation of abuse, first of all, it's going to be fully investigated, apparently by the FBI, because it occurred on yeah. an airplane and wasn't in anybody's jurisdiction. So yeah, I'm sure they'll assign their best man to this one. <laughs> yeah. It's going to, yeah, top FBI agent <laughs> in the U.S. So the FBI is investigating. It's going to take a while. She and Brad will be interviewed probably multiple times. The children will all be interviewed. There will be evaluations by psychologists of all the children. The children they, the children are supposedly in therapy now, too. Yeah. Well, they're going to need it. Yeah. They're going to all need it for a long time. But even after all of this, therapy. a judge is going to end up making the recommendation if Brad and Angelina can't agree. And most likely, he's not going to allow Angelina to take the children to live in London because judges uh, today, especially in California, they very much try and keep families close together, children close to both their parents. And um, and so he may not approve of that. So despite what she's doing, her plan may not work. On the upside, Brad Pitt is single again, ladies. <laughs> He's out there. He's... He doesn't have he doesn't have any kids around. You know, he can he can go out on dates. He's got a lot of free time now. Uh, I don't know if that's like the he I don't know how much the dinner conversation he'd make. We know he's hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Got lots of weed. So if you want to go over and smoke some weed. But no, he can't yeah, do that. I know there was yeah, a report that his test tests. came back all negative. Yeah, uh, he's that being drugged and alcohol yes, tested. He's being tested for That's pot right. and alcohol. And apparently he has no interest in yeah. dating, other romance. He's leaning on his parents. He's calling his mother every single day. He's crying. He's leaning on old friends. I feel yeah. bad. This is Brad. I should probably tell you. I was married once before. <laughs> <laughs> or twice. <laughs> yeah, that's Brad. Well, anyway, I, I think it's a very sad situation and uh, feel for those kids. And uh, Angelina, you got to think about you, you got to think about what you're doing here for the best interest of everyone. I'm sure you think you're doing the best interest. What's good for the, your children. But you got to think in a broader yeah. way and I know Brad picture. and I believe like you know I believe Brad doesn't want a lot of this out in the press because yeah, he apparently wants he doesn't want any mud slung it hit the mother yeah. of his children which is smart but I do think every story comes out in the end and I think there's more to this oh, oh, there, yes. I said there that last be, week yes there, no, I agree there has yeah. to be more because it just doesn't seem like no. why is she so angry at him yeah it can't just be different parenting styles we should definitely reserve judgment even on her because that's true there could be some that's other right. shoot, maybe there's yeah. some, some other shoot time that would change. Not that I think, I mean, my hero Brad is beyond reproach, and I can't imagine <laughs> he's done anything wrong, but you just never know. That's true. And we are back, and we have got a very special treat for you ladies out there. If you have Kardashian butt envy. We can help you get that that butt. We have got uh, two guys here from New York Muscle Radio. They're here in our podcast studio, and um, Pete and Anthony have got all the answers, all the solutions for how you can tighten up your butt and how to even get like a Kardashian bubble butt. Plus, they're going to give us all kinds more fitness tips. And just tell you how to have a great shape, you know, toned and gorgeous and sexy. Right, Gino? Yes. <laughs> Anthony Bevelacqua and Pete Kacharian from New York Muscle Radio. In fact, um, let me just play. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. First of all, I'll say hello. What's up? Yes. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having us on. We appreciate it. We're excited to give the lady all the advices they need. I'm excited for this one. Thank you guys for having us. <laughs> All the advices. That's a little inside joke yeah. from the bodybuilding world. Arnold Schwarzenegger famously in Pumping Iron would confuse the word advice and advices. But let, let me play a little bit of your, like, your little intro here. New York's very own muscle building coaches, Anthony Bevilacqua and Pete Kacharian proudly present to you. Yeah, that's your show. And that's how, I, that's how I found out about you guys. Um, I was like just scouring iTunes for like a good fitness podcast. And why is that, Gino? Is that because you were trying to muscle up? Totally. I want to look like these guys. And honestly, I've been like sort of taking their advice for the past couple months and it's like totally changed uh, my life. And I think they're kind of Has amazing. It changed your body. 
completely. Has yeah. it changed your butt? It has completely. <laughs> I get lots of compliments on my butt now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally changed my life. And um, now, when I first listened to the show, I was, I was um, you know, it's called New York Muscle Radio. It's a little regional. You guys have these New York accents. I was like, I don't know. What are these, like, a couple of like, Guido, bros. like a couple bros, a couple <laughs> Guido juice heads. But um, Nice. Yeah. Insult your guests <laughs> to start. Is, like is any of this advice going to apply to me? But then uh, the more I heard you guys talk, the more I realized how knowledgeable you guys are. And you guys are actually natties. Can you guys explain what's what a, that is? Yeah, what's a natty? What's a natty and why is that important? And, and how does that, why does that make you, your advice more relatable than to someone who's not a natty? So as soon as someone hears the word bodybuilder, they automatically assume what they see in the magazines. You know, big guys, 300 pounds plus with 0% body fat. And muscle on top of muscle. And all oiled up. Yes, exactly. That's usually the common thing. So when you tell people you're a natural body, but they look at you kind of like, you? Like you know, what? What does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, we're wearing shirts. I mean, we don't look like those guys, right? So, you know, we just look fit and toned. And that's, you know, kind of how it is. To be well, natural. Just to be, just to be clear for you podcast listeners, I'm looking at these guys' arms. They're pretty damn big. <laughs> <laughs> we work hard to get them there. Yeah. They may not be oiled up, but they've got big arms. Yeah, professional trainers. But, okay. uh, yeah. So Go a, ahead. a natty is like a natural. Yeah, uh, 100%. Ah, I see. Mm. That, so that means like you don't take what? Like what no are, steroids, no illegal supplements. Actually, to be honest, I really don't take any supplements. The only supplement I use is a whey protein, which we can get into a little later on why that's important to take. Um, and just a basic multivitamin, that's pretty much it. I mean, my co-host over here, Big Pete, uh, that's what I nicknamed him on the show, and it just kind of stuck from the beginning. Big but uh, Pete. He takes, do you only use whey protein as well, right? Yeah, that's pretty much the only supplement I use. I mean, I've been around fitness for well over 10 years and I've tried products here and there. And I really, both of our philosophy on training and nutrition is really keep it simple. And, you know, nutrition is really the biggest thing you need to pay attention to. A lot of people will get sold on buying a new supplement just to, you know, build like another two pounds of muscle faster. But really, we're both in this for longevity purposes. And the average person, I think, can relate to that. You know, everybody wants results now, and that's where I think bodybuilding gets a bad rap for performance-enhancing drugs because everybody wants that magic pill. And we both never never use them. You know, we're lifetime drug-free, and our thing is we, that's really, a good thing. we mm. really needed to find the right way to do things because when you take drugs, you could pretty much do everything wrong and still get the results. So that's kind of why we started the podcast for the average person who wants to learn the proper way to do it, not just take a pill, go to the gym, and build those muscles. Right. So you want to you want to explain to people how to look good, how to get muscled up, like how to get muscle, period. How to get tone. I think and that's the right yes. word. You know, we don't want to scare our women listeners here with the word muscle because as soon as women hear the word muscle, they freak out. You Do know, they? I don't want to I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to bulk up. You know, and if you give them anything heavier than a blue or pink dumbbell, they panic. You know, this is this really? is the objection I hear from from every every girl I date, all my female friends when I tell them like what kind of fitness stuff I do. And like when they ask me fitness advice and they always say, yeah, well, I don't really want to lift weights because I don't want to get too bulky. Yep. And so these are the two things I want to touch on. You guys have something called, um, it's called uh, Flexible Dieting, which is Cracking the you, Flexible Dieting yeah, Code. Yeah. yeah, it's our signature ebook that we sell. And basically what, we, I mean, you want me to go over what it is? Let, let, well, me, actually, let me just yeah, introduce. Yeah, yeah, and I want to ask you something first. Let okay. me introduce what we're talking about. So yeah, I want to you guys have this amazing thing called Flexible Dieting where you can kind of eat whatever you want and still get great results. But also I, I want to dispel some of these myths about fitness for women, especially with regards to how to get that, like Bonnie was saying, like that Kardashian booty. So let's start with the training part first. Well, can I just ask first, though, why is it important to have muscle? 
Well, because you're Gino saying that girls he knows are afraid of it, yeah, but yeah. it's Let's it is there. very important for long term for your health, not just for how you look. Correct. Well, again, when I say muscle, I'm not talking about like Arnold Schwarzenegger type muscle. I'm talking about just lean tone muscle. You know, a lot of people, especially when you're natural, it's almost impossible to get like that. You have to take a lot of drugs to look like those guys and girls, do you see? Because there are girls that are on steroids and that look like men. And that's just what happens. You have to add those hormones in. So for an average woman to go in the gym and work out, they're not, even if they built a little bit of muscle, they're not going to get like that. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from. From Women see female bodybuilders and they go, well, I don't want to look like that because they think it's from weights. It's not from yeah, weights. It's from drugs. A hundred percent. And a lot and of women don't understand, you know, the ones that do want to build their booty, you know, they want to get a bigger butt. They don't realize that the glutes are a muscle group. Right. You know, they just assume that it's either genetic or they just have it. But the fact is, if you have small glutes genetically and you build more muscle in that area, your butt's going to look a lot bigger, more shapely. Right. But why is it important to have muscle for so a woman particularly? Muscle is really the only thing that burns fat. So let's say you ran on the treadmill. I mean, we were talking a little bit before this. Let's say you ran on the treadmill on the incline um, for 20 minutes, let's just say. So you're going to be burning fat for that amount of time that you're on the treadmill, that 20 minutes. As soon as you step off the treadmill, the fat burning process is done. Muscle, on the other hand, helps keep your metabolism raised throughout the course of the day. So let's say for argument's sake, you have 100 pounds of muscle on your frame right now. You lie down in bed in, all day and don't move. You're going to burn, just for argument's sake, 2,000 calories at rest, right? Fine and dandy just by the amount of muscle you have. Because your muscle keeps burning. Exactly. Your muscles are active the tissues. They're, very, they're alive. They move. They help you move. They help raise your metabolic rate. You know, so let's say within the next month or so, you gain one or two pounds of muscle. Now, again, if I told a woman that, they'd freak out. You know, I don't want to gain muscle. I don't want to get you even give me a little right. look it, right now. No, no, no. But, no, they're because they think they're gaining weight. Correct. But now, 102 pounds of muscle, you lie down in bed all day and don't move. Now, you're going to be burning 2,200 calories at rest. So, those extra two pounds of muscle you built will help you burn 200 more calories throughout the course of the day. That's without even moving. But isn't it also really important, too, for the look of of your arms, your legs, especially as you get older, it's good to of have course. muscle because you don't want to get that flabby look. Well, the way I like to compare it is um, a ribeye steak, which is a, a fattier type of a steak, you know, an, an eight ounce ribeye steak versus an eight, eight ounce filet mignon. Filet mignon is very dense, very compact, and it's the same way muscle and fat look. Fat is very, takes up a lot of space and muscle is very dense. So when you build muscle, you're actually getting more tone. Yeah, it's not all about it's not about the scale, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you want to judge a lot of your progress in the mirror, which is subjective and it's a little bit harder because you like can, it just looks better. Yeah, it looks better, yeah. and it because it doesn't you don't get that loose skin look as you exactly. get older. Yeah, and you guys, uh, speaking of that loose skin, uh, you've coined this term called cardio body, right? Yes. Which is women oh. who are, who are obsessed with doing too much cardio and they don't get the best results. And so, explain what cardio body is. So I I basically made that up. I guess I was on vacation one day. I was actually in Disney with my kid, with my wife and my daughter. And um, I was in the hotel gym and I was uh, working out and I happened to notice a woman who was, you know, fairly fit, skinny, whatever. And she ran in the treadmill the entire time I was there. And as she was running, I just happened to glance up at her, not like in a creepy way, but her just body was like just sagging. Like as she was running, there was no tone to her at right. all. And you could tell that obviously we we're in Disney and not many people go, go to the gym when they're in Disney. So she obviously cared about what she looked like. And it's a shame she put in all this work and probably was not the ideal figure that she wanted. That was why she was in there for so long. So that's where I kind of got that term from, cardio body, because when you do too much cardio, you actually break down muscle. And as we learned earlier, the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is. So if you're burning muscle, you're not going to be burning as is much fat as possible. Is that because you burn muscle because you've already burned through all your fat? Pretty, pretty much, kind of. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole science on, it, right. on you, but yeah. 
But yeah, yeah, I think everyone who goes to the gym regularly has that person at their gym who is there every single mm-hmm. time and they are always on a machine and they weigh like seven pounds and it's mm-hmm. not a good look. They yeah, don't no. look healthy. They don't look exactly. fit. They look gaunt and they look sort of their, their skin is sort of hanging off their body. And, and they're obviously putting in more work than you could ever imagine. But the results are terrible. Right. And it's also having muscle, though, also sort of keeps your muscles young. Looking exactly. And, and it, it gives you more turgor, I guess. More turgor. More, yeah, yeah. Suppleness. More exactly. Supple. And also for women, I think as you get older, you want to make sure that. Like it's good to have weight bearing exercise because it's course. good for the whole all your bones in well, your body. Exactly. Uh, you know, as we get older, that's one of the most things that happens. You know, when we as we age, we lose muscle. You know, after the age of thirty, that's the one thing that declines on everybody. So if you stay fit, you know, now if you start now and build up as you get older, you're always going to be healthier, be able to move more. It's just better overall. You're going to feel so much better about yourself too. I mean, think about it. If you were twenty pounds overweight and I gave you like a weighted vest that weighed twenty pounds and said, "Here, put this on all day and carry it around," you'd be exhausted carrying that around. That's how your body feels carrying around extra body fat. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so now we've established. So you podcast listeners out there, now you know why you need to have muscle and why it's not good to just do cardio and to do too much cardio because it's kind of it's counterproductive. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't yeah, you don't need to be afraid of muscle and you're not gonna bulk up, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this yeah, is, no, this is no. just a myth. So I mean I could go into the little science on you. So you know, at a, a man at the lowest level of testosterone, so testosterone is a key in building muscle. A man at the lowest level will have two hundred nanograms per deciliter. That's the unit that they measure testosterone in. Deciliter? Oh, yeah. Never heard of yeah, okay. that's how they measure it. A woman at the highest level, so if you had the maximum amount of testosterone your body could produce, is 10, 10 nanograms per deciliter. So there's a huge gap between the two. This is usually why when guys go on diets versus girls, men always lose weight faster because they have more muscle and therefore their metabolisms are faster. Yeah, so that, that makes a lot of sense. And so you guys really are do prescribe. Um, you work with a lot of women. You l- work with a lot of fitness competitors. And you do really prescribe weightlifting for your for the female clients that you train, really no matter what their goals are. Mm. Well, not no matter what their goals are, but you do think they should do powerlifting. They should do deadlifts. They should do squats. And they should do heavy weights. And they shouldn't worry about, quote, bulking up, right? Yeah. I'm also a personal trainer. I own a little facility in Long Island. And I get... Uh, you know, middle-aged women, older women that come into me, and the same same rule applies. You know, you have to be working out with weights because, as we learn, muscle is the only thing that burns fat. So, if you want to get a better body, you're going to get it by building muscle and by working out. I can guarantee you, if you're listening to this and you do too much cardio, if you just cut back your cardio by half and use that other time to work out with weights, you're going to see a huge difference in a short period of time. So, what kind of weightlifting should women yeah, be exactly. doing? Yeah, exactly. What kind of a, what kind of a regimen for 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 getting that that booty? You definitely have to do the basics to start. I mean, if you if your goal is just to build glutes specifically, if you squat and you deadlift and you only do that, you'd be surprised at how much progress you're going to make just with that alone. I think too many women overcomplicate the progress. You know, they, they start doing cardio, then they start doing 20 different exercises. It's all about progression in the gym. You know, if you start out being able to squat 50 pounds... And then a couple well, you of need to explain what squatting and what squatting so squat 50 is, pounds mean. Fine, I think people know what squats are. <laughs> well, I can explain it really quick. A squat is, is a rather very simple exercise. We do it all day long. When you get up and down off the toilet, that's a squat, pretty much, except you're not squatting down to the toilet. So that's exactly what a squat is, except now you would just put a barbell on your back and squat down. I mean, and that's another good point, too. A lot of women think, oh, I'm just going to work out. I'm going to do squats, and they're just going to do air squats. Um, that's not going to get you the the right of, you know, it's not going to give you the look that you want. You know, if you have to be progressing in the gym, like my co-host said, and you have to be adding weight to the bar and not being afraid to lift like a guy. Yeah. Yeah, Too many people associate the pain in their workouts with results and it's really progression. It's not pain. 
You know, so like I said, if you start out being able to lift 50 pounds and in two months you can lift 100 pounds, that's progress. Even so if it this was is easy. taking one of those long bars that they have <laughs> yes. in the gym. No, I mean, we got to get to basics. Here yes, yes, it because is. You're 100% right. We're, I'm, I'm, you know, you have to assume our podcast listeners have not done this before. And I mean, a lot of women do hand weights, but I mean, I haven't done a bar over my back. I do hand weights. So you take the bar and you put it across your back. Mm-hmm. But 50 pounds sounds like a lot to put on right at once. Well, I mean, it's all, it's all relative. You know, you would start where you feel comfortable. If you want to start with one of those like um, aerobic bars that weigh like 15 pounds, you could start with that. But like my co-host said, it's all about progression. That's what's going to build the muscle is just doing more over time. So if you start today just learning how to do squats with nothing, that's fine. Just the next time you go in to do squats again, you have to make sure that you're, you're giving your body some type of resistance in order to make muscle. Because your body's not going to put muscle on just because you're doing squats. Right. You have to so progress. So you put, you put one of these bars on your back. And is there a tip so that you don't kill your back? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just do it with good form. I would say, you know, especially if you're a beginner listening to this, go out and, and maybe hire a trainer just so they can show you the proper form. You know, if, your trainer, if you want to hire a trainer and they want you to just do crunches on the floor, that's a waste. You want a trainer that's going to show you how to lift properly, you know, to do, to do the squats correctly because form is everything and that's what's going to protect you over time. And a lot of people are concerned with that, but yeah. when these exercises are done correctly, they're actually really safe. And I would even argue they're safer than a lot of machines that are out there and safer than running on the treadmill because, you know, we're just talking about running on the treadmill. Oh, but I've, running, I've, I've fallen off a treadmill before, for yeah, sure. And not even that, just the treadmill alone is a lot of impact on your joints. Every time your foot goes down, it's pressure through your whole body. So actually... You, can, you can't overtrain with weights, which basically means you can't overdo it with weights. You can definitely overdo it doing cardio. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you guys say, say this because when I go into the gym and I see, there's so many people I see and what they do, they go to the gym and then they find a mat and they roll it out and they lay down. And I'm just like, what are you, like, <laughs> lay down. Go home, home and do that, yeah. Go home and do yourself. Like, what are you even doing here? And and they're seriously down there for, like, the whole time. It's what like, are they doing down it's there? It's just like this long <laughs> stretching routine followed oh, yeah. by, like, some random sit-ups and maybe, like, <laughs> that thing where you're, like, on all your haunches, like, flexing your core. It's yeah, and then you got to take your phone out and take a selfie to prove that you're at the gym. <laughs> and then you maybe take out one of those like, balls and you're like trying to stabilize some nonsense i'm just like man this like because ever since i started listening to you guys and i started powerlifting, focusing on like bench press deadlift squatting like the really heavy compound movements like it's completely changed my body i've yeah. gotten so so okay, so much take stronger. your jacket off already the, gino the, 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 you could see it you could see it right Show through the jacket yeah, i don't see you nothing see it through the jacket I look at his arms bonnie's always making fun of me and she doesn't even know what a squat is so so how many squats do you start with once you got some bar on your back again it's all going to depend on the individual it's kind of tough to give out that that kind of information without knowing anyone's background history but i would say you know start where you're comfortable with today and just always make sure you're progressing with that over time 15 yeah i would recommend maybe two sets of 15 to start with and then just build up from there do you think women should bench press too absolutely 100 percent. bench press is where you lie down and you push up like that right well that's the other way you're pushing away from you yeah you're pushing so the weight would come down to your chest and you're pushing straight up right yes yeah you're lying on that thing in the gym that's flat and it's got the bar above it yes yes it's called a bench hench bench press (laughs) exactly (laughs) i do that See, there you go. Yeah. You're on the right track. Yeah, okay. like, like I was saying earlier, before we started the podcast, a lot of women are afraid to venture over to the weight section in the gym. And I always tell a lot of women, look for the female in the gym whose body you want to you want to look like the most. Look where they are in the gym. A lot of times they're actually not in the cardio section, which is, I guess it could sound counterintuitive. You know, they think they need to go right to the cardio section. But look to see what they're doing. A lot of times they're doing weights. Yeah. Okay, so you go to the bench press. And you just start with the, the bare bar that's there. And again, is it two sets of 15? 
Yeah, I mean, again, if you never squatted before, I wouldn't just run over and no, go no, and no, grab that. No, no, I mean that. the bench press where you lie down. Yeah, again, the bench press bar, that Olympic bar, it's called the seven foot bar. It's forty five pounds to start with, so I, I wouldn't recommend people starting out like that. Oh. You know, it's all going to be progressive. You know, if you started just doing push ups at home today and you built up enough strength to do fifteen push ups, then venture over to the bench press and then start with maybe like an aerobic bar, which is a little bit lighter, and use that and then build your way up. That's the whole thing is you want to be progressive. You don't just want to. You want to be, you want to have longevity in this, but you don't want to just jump in and hurt yourself right away because that that can definitely happen. And most women, you know, it's very hard for a woman to do a pull up and a bench press because those are two muscles. Pull ups are super hard. If you can do a pull up as a woman, it's very very impressive. Yeah, I can't do them by myself. The another thing I've I've picked up from you guys is probably before I started listening to the show, I was I was doing a lot of weightlifting, but with like very high reps. And and you guys said this thing that I think is kind of funny, like and that will really burn your muscles. It can really hurt, and it's very hard. It's 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 very taxing. But you guys have this thing. You say, well, if I light you on fire, your muscles would burn. Yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna grow any muscle. I love it when you, I love it when you guys say that. And I stopped doing that. I stopped doing these like high, like Bonnie said, 15 reps. Like this, for me, it's like, I don't think that's necessary now. Like I've been trying to actually challenge myself with heavy weight to see how much I can actually lift rather than like how much I can lift a million freaking times. You, know? you want to take yeah. this one, big guy? Well, yeah, like I said before, a lot of people associate <clears throat> pain with progress. You know, in the gym, they think the harder it is, the better. And that's not always the case. It's like I said, it's progression. So you know, if you're Just doing, explain what you mean by progression. Yeah, what now. do you so mean if, by that? So if you start out with just the bar, which is 45 pounds, and that's the most you could lift, and then in a couple months you could do 100 pounds, you know, that's a big difference. Your body's going to have to adapt to that. So it's going to change. It's going to change its physical appearance. It's going to change its performance. If you go in the gym and you just keep continuously squatting the bar, even if it's painful and you never progress, your body's not going to have a reason to change. So the goal should be to do more over time, not just exhaust yourself. It's so like it's like about you got to like trick your body into thinking it needs muscle that it really doesn't need correct. in this modern world, right? Muscle, muscle is very expensive for your body to have. Your body's just not going to make it because you work out. So you have to force it on. How do you force it on? It's progressive. So be always be so progressive. So always trying to increase yes. what you're doing. Correct. Okay, so we've talked about it's important to squat with the bar across your back. Mm-hmm. It's important to do um, po- wait. Bench, bench press. presses. Yes. Okay. Then what for the the booty? Now what's you do dead weights, right? Is that yeah, the well, one for deadlifts, the booty? Yes. Deadlifts. So there's a couple things that go into this, and actually on our podcast we just released um, a glute program that we explain all this thoroughly. But okay, um, and let's just tell our ladies out there. The glutes are the muscles in the butt. Correct. So people know plenty. They, they people know. know. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They get very confused. So those Kardashians have got glute muscles. Okay. Yeah. Well, whether they're bored yeah, or not is another yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For our skeptical listeners, we're, pseudo, yeah, they, pseudo they, they might glute. have a little extra help that normal people don't have access exactly. to there. But, you know, to, to get that look. But you got to also remember, too, look, any, any famous person, Kardashians, whoever it may be, their body is pretty much, you know, their artwork. And they have to be on top of it. It's their job. So yeah, me, me too. Yeah. You know, they, they hire <laughs> trainers to work with them to teach them how to squat and deadlift and do all that stuff. They have nutritionists that cook for them. You know, so for the average person, you may not have that luxury. If you do, you know, good for you. But if you don't, you know, you have to take on all these things by themselves. But these these people, they definitely take care of their bodies. So what's the what's the yeah. main exercises that you would yes. prescribe to get to, to get, get the a Kardashian good booty? I would definitely say squats. Squats by far is going to be one okay. of the best exercises. If you could pick one exercise and do it multiple times a week, it would definitely be the squat. Because your glutes are your biggest muscles of your body. And when you're squatting, you're engaging them a lot. 
Man, since I started squatting, it's not just your glutes and your legs that hurt when you squat. Like, it is taxing to your whole... Like, you are mm. tired. Like, I'm winded and, like, it is just such a hard exercise because it's what they call a compound exercise, right? It, Correct. Where you use multiple muscles at once. Yeah. It just, like, it seems to, like, activate all of your strength centers. And deadlifting, I feel like, is a little bit like that, too. Do, and yeah. you think everyone should do these? Yeah. I mean, granted, if you don't have any issues with your lower back or any other, you know, injuries, maybe a knee injury, again, is one of those things that you, I definitely recommend going to a train if you have an issue or a physical therapist to get those worked out before you attempt to even, you know, conquer these exercises. But those two exercises alone will take your body a long way because when you squat, you use over 286 different muscles in your body. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So squats that wait, the two, so the squat and the deadlift. And the deadlift. And yes. How do you do the deadlift? So the deadlift is basically the same as a squat kind of, but it's lifting the bar up from the ground. So the bar is resting completely on the ground. You're going up to it. You're keeping your back in a neutral position or a straight position. And then you're just standing up. You're squeezing your glutes and you're coming forward, pulling the weight up from the floor. Again, you know, it's, it's kind of you guys can kind of Google that. It's kind of like it looks like it's kind of like if your car had rolled over your child and you need to lift it off. Exactly. Of them. That's, hey. the, that's the movement. You oh, know, like you hear about the, you hear about those super moms who like something bad happens yeah, and something yeah. they can flip, Fli a, flip the car, you know, this is like how you train for that. Yeah. Um, OK, so I, I think that's all really good advice. But I also want to talk about you okay, guys. So, ladies, so you start with the bar on your back and then you do the bar picking up and that and you progress <laughs> And you Correct. will get a nice Kardashian style bubble butt. Well, uh, combined okay. with proper diet also. Yeah, if you know, so, yeah, so let's move to diet. 70% yeah. yes. of what you see in the mirror is going to be based off your nutrition. 70, that's a, 70 to 80% actually. So that's a huge number. So what you're eating in the gym, you know, you ever see that saying that says abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym? Yeah, yeah. So that's body fat. That's basically. my problem. So it's, it's, <laughs> what's going on here? I need, to, I need to get my kitchen straight. Yeah, I mean, so if you guys want to see a good example, too, as far as nutrition, the way we like to describe it is, you know, as we were talking about earlier, we do something called flexible dieting. And a lot of people will, who are not familiar with that type of dieting will assume that if you eat, let's say, pizza, for example, that automatically means that you're going to get fat. You know, people associate certain foods with fat gain. But the, the real science behind nutrition is it's always calories in versus calories out. It's actually very similar to weight training. Like I said, progression. As far as restricting yourself, calories are more important than food sources that you eat. Mm -hmm. So this is a so, this is a deceivingly simple concept, though, because mm -hmm. I think there's so much crazy misinformation out there about dieting. Everyone is like obsessed with gluten and with organic mm -hmm. and like all these things that are not the very scientific. But you guys, what you're saying but, is really there's only one thing that matters: calories, calories in, calories out. Exactly. But you guys also so so it's not a matter of really what type of food Correct. you're eating, mm -hmm. it's bottom line, it's the amount. The problem is if you eat a big piece of chocolate cake and a big burger with uh, bacon and cheese all over it, you're going to use up all right. the calories yes. that you I like to look at it like a budget, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. You know, if you get, if you're supposed to eat whatever, 1,200 calories in a day and a burger is 600, well, you're going to know that you're, you can have that burger, that's fine and dandy, but that's half your day gone right there. Yeah, so, so you don't have starve to, the rest of the day. <laughs> but it, it may be worth it for the burger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to kind of keep track though, right? And that's, that's one thing that I do. But there's another part of this is that, which is something called macronutrients, which I, yeah. I listened to your show for probably like four weeks before I understood what macro, macronutrients were. And then you guys are very big on this, on counting your macros. And that is how you sort of decode in your terminology, how, how you should be eating for the day. Can you explain yeah. that? So basically, you know, the food that we eat consists of protein, carbs, and fat. Yeah, and fiber. This is another one, but we'll just mainly focus on those. As those are the three that we're really counting. So pretty much, you know, you have a, you need a certain amount of protein in a day, a certain amount of carbohydrates, and a certain amount of fat. Again, and, based on your body and weight. And those are macros. Correct. Those okay. are your macronutrients. Your major, major macronutrients. 
And um, everything that we eat is composed of those. So let's just say you had a slice of pizza right now. Your body's not going to say, oh my God, you know, Gino and Bonnie have pizza. Let me put in their love handles. You know, it don't work like that. <laughs> your body only sees calories, protein, right. carbs, fats, vitamins, minerals. It doesn't see, you know, the food type as we discussed. So when you have something like a pizza, your body's saying, okay, this contains 230 calories, 14 grams of fat, 40 carbs, and around 12 grams of protein. That's all your body sees. So you know, most people, what happens is when they consume things like pizza and whatever, any other food you want to throw out there, they're consuming mostly carbohydrates and fat. And these things are very calorie dense, which means they actually have a lot of calories, you know, in, the in amount, a small exactly. amount. Exactly. So a lot of people think like olive oil is healthy, right? Well, olive oil is a very healthy food and it's a very good source of fat. The problem is it's very dense. So if you were to have a salad with, let's just say, grilled chicken and lettuce, let's just say it's a plain salad like that, that may be two, 300 calories. If you add two tablespoons of olive oil, that easily becomes almost six. Wow, but, really? Yeah, so you're, be you're better off eating what? the burger, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, and many people will start when they go on a diet, they switch. You know, people oh that. Oh my do God, I eat so much olive oil. That, Holy I do too. Count that, man. And I thought Drenching, that I was right? better switching olive to olive oil from butter. Well, it, it's definitely a better choice, but it's still, it's still fat. You know, it still has calories in it. And again, if you only get 1,200 cal calories in a day. Does butter have fewer calories? It depends how much you use. <laughs> but in one <laughs> tablespoon of olive oil, one tablespoon, and we know how big a tablespoon is, is 14 grams of fat. That's oh, a lot. Yeah. And no one so uses just one tablespoon. Yeah, and if you add two to a salad, that's 30 grams of fat. A woman your size needs about that in a day. I cook my eggs in olive oil. I should yeah, stop, that. stop that. Use pan, yeah. man. It's calorie-free. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. Yeah, so a lot, and you know what's funny is actually if you go out to eat and you look at the calories on the menu, you'll see that most of the salads are the highest calorie thing on the menu. You know, and this is the problem, you know, and I try to explain this to people. I call it the diet cycle. You know, you're trying to be good on your diet, you're trying to be really good. You go out to eat with your friends and say, Oh, I want to be good, I want to have a salad. They get a salad, but you're sitting there feeling deprived. When in reality, you know, the salad's loaded with avocado, which is again a healthy food, but a lot of calories, a lot of fat, olive oil, which again, a lot of calories, but good for you. You're having all this food and you feel deprived when in reality, you probably could have had the burger. It would have been less calories and you would have been satisfied. Mm -hmm. Right, because so, the fat, the fat from the burger. Well, just the overall calories. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, the fat from the burger might be less or it might be more. I no, don't no, know. Again, it, it depends. fills you up. Yeah, correct. Mm, yeah. And you feel more satisfied. I, I'm like completely depressed at this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I'm a big olive oil fan. No, I love olive oil. So did, I, I dip my bread in it. It was like double whammy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> do No, I do too. And I swear I switched from like cooking a lot to olive oil because I thought it was healthier. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is healthier, but it's probably more calorie. I mean, I don't know. What were you <sighs> using before? Butter, you said, right? Because <laughs> there, is a, there is a difference between getting your nutrition and right. getting your macronutrients. I have exactly. to leave this podcast. Right? <laughs> see, see many, many people confuse health with weight loss and weight gain. You know, they're not always the same thing. You could eat a healthy diet comprised of only healthy foods and still gain weight, which you'll see happen which is, a lot. Which is what I'm, the situation I'm in. I think that's what I'm in too. I'm eating like a massive amount of healthy, like healthy food. Not even that much, but it's like very calorie dense. I eat a ton of avocados. I eat a ton yeah, of olive oil. I mean, Almonds. Almonds are another culprit. I eat a handful almonds of by the box. Exactly. Well, the like, problem is a handful of almonds is like 150 calories. If you put, that's a lot. In a handful, how yeah, many yeah. handfuls do you have in a day? I think it's like 12 or 14 almonds equal that, right? It's almost a gram of fat per almond. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, it's, again, <laughs> it's not that these things are, they're, I don't want to confuse people and say that they're unhealthy. Oh, Jesus. I should they're just like jump out the window. <laughs> they're very healthy, but you'll gain weight eating them. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. Oh, I'm eating healthy, so let me just grab a handful of almonds. Well, you better rethink that.
<laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> Okay, let's uh, talk about what's healthy and not fattening so that Gino and I can switch our diets tonight. Well, again, it's it's all about the calories, you know, that's all only really thing that matters. Again, if you like olive oil, you can put it in, you just have to budget it into your calories for the day, you know. But one of the main things that I see with um most people who who aren't working out and aren't exercising, you know, they lack protein in their diet. And I actually just came out with a new supplement. Um, it's right there on the table. It's called Coffeine. It's basically just a coffee that has 10 grams of protein in it. So, you know, a lot of women, especially when I have them do diet recalls, basically I have them, you know, calculate everything, put down what they're eating every day. They all lack protein. And protein is muscle, muscle's protein. Now, but why do women lack protein? It's just something that a lot of women don't like to eat a lot of protein. This is what I find. You know, it's guys. Cultural. Are, yeah. I mean, every every single time I have a like order Thai food with with a girl, she orders pad thai every single time. Yeah. It's just a big box of carbs. Yeah. No, exactly. no, no protein at all. You know, and I'm I'm always like getting the chicken curry and is throwing Is that away. because you think women are fr- think that protein is packed with calories? What, yeah, I guess that's it. That I mean, just you know, guys are just more meat eaters, I guess, yeah. from what I see, and just women just, just don't. I do think that, you know, I think that society, uh, like society, probably um, articles that were written about diet for a long time just were misleading because yeah, I think that course. they steered women away from eating red meat, mm-hmm. like meat in general, yeah. made them think that it was bad for them, and yet meat's filled with protein. But exactly. if, you're not, if you're not getting protein, it doesn't matter how much you're training, right? You're just not going to get Correct. any results. So protein provides your body with the essential amino acids it needs to build muscle. So if you're not getting enough, you know, and again, it's going to depend, but I would recommend 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. Again, it depends on the person, depends on your activity level. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you need about 100 grams of protein a day, give or take. So that's a lot of protein and people don't think, you know, oh, I just had a piece of chicken for lunch. That's enough protein. You know, that's probably like only 25 grams. So, so you, you really lack. So I'm, I'm, I know. You see, think about it. How many people get a salad and then with a piece of chicken? Yeah. And they it, think that they had they enough think, protein. Well, they think they have enough protein, but they also think they're being really healthy exactly. and that they're going to lose weight. And meanwhile, they've got olive oil and they probably put avocado in it. And, and walnuts are in there. So yeah, it's, like a, it's like a triple yeah. whammy. Unfortunately, when you eat out too, a lot of times the chicken is the very small portion of everything else that so comes small. in the salad. You know, you might get a ton of avocado, a ton of fats, but the chicken might be very small. So you think you're ordering protein in your meal, but it's a very small fraction of what you need to be eating. So all this olive oil I've been eating has me pushing up past 200 pounds now. So does that mean I need like 200 grams of protein every day? I would say, yeah. I mean, you're working out five or six days, you said a week. So yeah, yeah, that's what I would recommend at the minimum. You know, again, it's going to depend on your level. We have people that go over that and we have people that that are under that. You know, it's just going to depend. What about for someone who's much smaller, like Bonnie? Bonnie's a very petite woman, but she does work out. Should she be? Again, I don't know how much you weigh, and I'm not going to ask you that on the podcast. <laughs> so Let's just I say would... it's too much because I've been having too much olive oil, <laughs> avocado, and almonds. <laughs> I would say minimum about 100 grams a day. Yeah, I would that, say that's a very good So what's that slot. the equivalent of? Um, well, four like, ounces of chicken is roughly about 35 grams of protein. So, you know, think about four ounces of chicken might be the size of, you know, the cell phone right here. So that's only about a third of what you need to be eating a day. So you'd have to do that about three times. So that's a fair bit. Yes. And like, what yeah. does an egg have in it? So, uh, one egg, one whole egg has seven grams of protein. So, it's not so a lot that of much. my, cl- no, a lot of my clients like, oh, you know, I did good this morning. I had, I had three egg whites. Well, and each egg white is three grams of protein so that's only nine grams of of protein yeah Yeah. so it's not enough in there for you then what about a steak again it's gonna depend on the cut sometimes more like a ribeye steak like i mentioned earlier is a more fattier cut it's gonna have more fat in it than it does protein oh really Mm -hmm. so that's not gonna get you that close to your protein no so this is why people supplement with um whey protein you know like a whey protein is derived from milk be able to be able to do it naturally yeah you can well just the uh, thing with whey protein is it's easier to do 
fish protein or yeah, not? It's yeah, it's fish yeah. protein. Okay. I, I think I think there's a, also a big false distinction that people make uh, that you just like you did there, Bonnie, between natural and unnatural. Yeah. There's this kind of a naturalistic fallacy mm-hmm. out there, and and where you divide the line between natural and unnatural is both sort of arbitrary and also doesn't really matter like your body isn't gonna uh, object to whey protein it's just gonna be like oh thank you for the healthy delicious protein yeah right? exactly you know and you have to also eat based on your beliefs you know some women are vegetarians and they don't want to eat meat and that's fine you're just gonna have to alter your diet to make sure you're getting in enough protein in a day and the problem with vegans what from what we see is is that they consume way too many carbs and way too many fat and their diets right. are actually way over than what they think you know right. and a lot of people hear the term vegan and they think it's automatically healthy when in reality it's jam-packed with those high calorie foods. Right. Okay. So let's just start a backtrack here. So what we're takeaway is that you want to get a good figure. First of all, how many times a week should you be doing weight training? I would say a minimum, you know, if you're just starting out a minimum three times a week with weights, you know, that's not including going to the gym and just doing cardio, you know, minimum three times a week with weights is a perfect amount, you know, covering your full body in there. I would re- recommend also maybe trying to get the body in doing a full body twice a week. So if you're, if you're working out three days a week, maybe do an upper body and a lower body. So everything from the hips up one day, everything from the hips down the next. So when and you're, then the third when you're day, doing hips down, what kind of weights are you using? Well, it would be the squats that we discussed, the oh, deadlift, like those kind so of it's movements. it's not like putting weights on your No, 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 no. <laughs> you're working every muscle from your hip down, I every muscle it. from your okay. hip up. And then the, on the third day, you would do a full body, which basically means every muscle in your body. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This way you get the stimulus of working out every muscle group twice a week and you're still progressing that way. And then how much cardio should be doing? Again, that's going to be dependent on the person, but I actually find because a lot of people overdo cardio, cardio should never be the the, the end-all be-all when it comes to losing weight. If you want to lose weight, it has to come from your diet first, then you have to put your exercise in, and then cardio should be added last. Most people, if they go, so let's just say it was, it was Friday night and we all went out to eat right now. Some of us would feel guilty the next day and go and do cardio and, oh, I ate bad last night, so I'm going to make up for it today. Don't really work like that. And when you do that, you actually shoot yourself in the foot because your body gets used to the amount of cardio that you're doing. And you're going to have to do more and more to lose weight. So I always recommend on the low end with the cardio because I'd rather see the person lose weight from the diet and exercise alone and then just add the cardio in there as we need. So from, from diet and from the weight training. Correct. And you really think this is going to work for women as I, well as I men? I know. I know it will. Yeah. I've trained dozens of women. We've had dozens of clients online, you know, whether they're competitors or just average people. And you could see a total difference when a woman works out with weights. And, you know, and it's funny. You mentioned Instagram earlier. There's so many girls on Instagram. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen this too. With the little exercise they do to stick their leg in the air and they kind of do all these crazy things. But majority of the time, those women built those bodies lifting weights, not doing those movements. Those movements are just on Instagram just to get a like. Because I've also read that um, there's a limit to how much women can burn in terms of calories through weights because we don't have the capacity to 
build as much muscle. Well, it doesn't really work like that per se. Muscle is going to speed up your metabolism over time. So you're going to burn more fat over time. In the short term, doing cardio, you're going to burn more calories during that time. So again, like using the example I said earlier, if you're running on the treadmill for 20 minutes, you're going to burn 300 calories. But as soon as you come off, you're not going to burn anymore. Whereas muscle, on the other hand, helps you burn more calories throughout the course of the day. So it's not so much how many, that's kind of irrelevant how many calories you burn during a muscle building session, a weight training session. You know, that's very minimal, actually. You're not really burning that many calories, but it's what that effect has over your body over the long term right, that makes a difference. Right, but you can really build up enough muscle. Correct. Without looking bulky. Correct. To burn enough calories. Correct. I mean, granted, your diet is good. Yeah, when we wouldn't say they're worried about looking bulky. Bulky. I mean, I would, I would kill to look look bulky, and I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, I have plenty exactly. of testosterone flowing through. I'm, I'm in the gym killing myself trying to look bulky, and it's not working. You know, yeah. so it's, it's not that easy to look bulky. It's not just going to happen, and that's not, a, it's not a thing women need to worry about, right? Yeah, I mean, I had, I had, I've, I've been in this industry for over twelve years, and I've had every person have given me any type of excuse. And I remember I used to laugh when I used to hear women, oh yeah, if I do the elliptical and I use the arm thing, my arms get big. I'm like. Well, really, maybe I should get on there because I want to get my arms bigger. You know, <laughs> yeah. it don't really work like that. Unless you're taking anabolic steroids or, you know, doing anything like that, you're definitely not going to get bulky. Okay, well, Bonnie, I think this has been very enlightening. I know you're having sort of a, a crisis. A little meltdown <laughs> over crisis. here. That's all right. We'll work it out after. But, uh, you know what? I think it's, o- it's always better to come into the light and to have more information, right? That's, um, oh, yeah. So, okay. So, Hollywood Life podcast listeners, I've learned a lot right now. I'm changing my diet as of tonight. Um, Nix that, that salad. Oh my God, the olive oil. <laughs> and, killing me. And I'll be heading more to the gym and to the weights. Um, so I hope now you've learned something too. Won't be afraid of going over to the weight section. And um, we'll be writing about this as well. So you can uh, come to HollywoodLife.com and see our stories about how to get a better butt and the rest of your muscles and working with Pete and Anthony here. Anthony, uh, yeah. Anthony. Um, it's and, okay. And, you, and again, you guys are from New York Muscle Radio. Where else can uh, people follow you guys? Yeah, I mean, you guys, if you like listening to podcasts, I know the name sounds a little hardcore, New York Muscle Radio, but we're actually, it's a really cool podcast and Gino learned so much from it. We've had women who listen to it who learned a yeah. lot too. You know, it helps change a lot of people's views on what, what do we like. And we like to pride ourselves on basically saying that, you know, we're cutting out all the BS in this industry and just talking about what works and every episode you're going to take away a lot from it like same way you guys took a lot away from this today you got to listen to our podcast because you'll take away 10 times more yeah you have to listen to new york muscle radio it's such a Do good you have a show website also yes with it's information an, it, yes it's newyorkmuscleradio.com we also have like a, like we said the cracking the flexible dieting code on there which is the ebook which shows you how to eat flexible dieting how many calories how many carbs fats protein you need in a day and we also have a glute program up there to show you how to get a celebrity booty and uh <laughs> And yeah, so we also have a supplement company called Maximum Effort Nutrition, which is the product over there, which is a, it's a coffee, instant coffee, but it has 10 grams of protein in it. So the average person consumes three cups of coffee a day with no protein in it. So if you consume ours, which is just regular coffee, it has 10 grams, that's 30 extra grams of protein. And as we learned, it's hard to get your protein in. So that's the best place to get yeah, it. I'm going to be adding that to my routine, uh, I think t- starting tomorrow morning for sure. Okay. And so Gina, we'll look forward to your <laughs> Kardashian bubble bath. <laughs> 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 Anthony, Pete, thank you guys so much for coming thank in. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you.